want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell them from your heart, I'm going to help you with your problems. They may not have one, but that, that's at any time. I'm going to help you with your problems. Landy, it's so good to see you tonight. Oh, you look so pretty. So good to see you. All right, turn to somebody, will you? My, my, I'm going to help you with your problem. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? My, that is so great. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sue, turn there uh, to our good sister and tell her I'm going to help you with your problems. Oh, glory. Hey, we need help. We need to help one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Glory to God. Yes, we do. We're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. We're one in him. And I believe the circulatory system of the whole body of Christ is love. Love one to another. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible, please turn with me to the 11th chapter of the 10th chapter of Matthew. And I'll start reading with the 11th verse. I'm going to read verses 11 through 15. Appreciate your attendance tonight and your worship and your praises to God. We are picking out a, a three or four scriptures from our scripture text in our Sunday school lesson today. And I pray that God will use us in this delivery of his word. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter inquire who in it is worthy and there abide till ye go thence and when you come into an house salute it and if the house be worthy let your peace come upon it but if it be not worthy let your peace return to you and whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I want to receive from this, these scriptures, bring them out to you from verse 11 to 15, especially these statements. And there abide till you go thence. Salute it. 
and let your peace come upon it. But if they're not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if they won't hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. I want to speak on this subject tonight, and I feel so uh, much moved in the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm very desperate to reach tonight you, to reach your heart, reach your soul. And we're speaking on the thought, the tragedy of the lost opportunity. The tragedy of the lost opportunity. This passage that I have read to you from Matthew's writing is typically an Eastern pattern. As it were, making the statement, taking the greeting back again. To this day, they tell me, if a man speaks his blessing to a passerby and then discovers that the passerby is of another faith, he will come and take his blessing back again. That sounds cruel. The message here is the messenger of the king can send the blessing to rest upon a house. And if the house is unworthy of it, the messenger can, as it were, recall the blessing. If at any place the message was refused. The messenger of the king was to shake the dust off of his feet and move on. The truth meant here is simply this. There was a time factor and as many as possible must hear truth. There was no time, and I put this in your memory, I hope in parentheses. There was no time for the disciples to dispute with the rejecter. They must move on with the message. And what's so strange about this, our Lord taught this pattern. The truth is, number one, one of the basic facts of life that time and time again an opportunity comes to a man and it doesn't come back again. To those in Palestine, an opportunity was given to receive the kingdom and if they didn't take the opportunity, it might never return to them again. There's a proverb that I read that I thought would fit so much in what I felt God gave us for tonight. And it's this. The proverb says there are three things that cannot come back 
the spoken word, it will accomplish wherein it is sent. It cannot come back. Secondly, the spent arrow from the bow when it's pulled, it cannot come back to the bow. And then thirdly, the proverb says, the lost opportunity can never come back. Did you know this happens in every circumstance of life? Why, if we would have used opportunities that we have been confronted with, did you know my back door property faces seven acres that sold for $700,000 in Moss Bluff? A generation ago, you could have bought the whole Moss Bluff for $700,000. Right. Two bits an acre was pretty cheap, wasn't it? And that's opportunity that will never come again. The tragedy of the lost opportunity. I read about a man named Augustus John, and he told of an incident. He was a very famous artist, and it was time to leave for Marcellus, and he makes this statement. He said, I had sent forward my baggage and was walking to a station when I encountered three engaged in buying flowers from a booth. I was so struck by their beauty and flash and elegance that I almost missed my train. Even when I reached Marcellus and met my friend, the vision still haunted me, and I positively had to return. But I did not find those gypsies again. One never does. The artist was always looking for something, glimpses of beauty to transfer to his canvas, but he knew well that if he didn't paint the beauty when he found it, all the chances were that he would never catch that glimpse again. The tragedy of a lost opportunity. And I read to you in the scripture about Sodom and Gomorrah. And this scripture is doing a lot with the home and hospitality. And love and unity and so forth. And in scriptures, I didn't really remember there were so many pertaining to this in the scripture about Sodom and Gomorrah. And I won't read them to conserve time. But Matthew 11 that we just read, Luke 10 and 12, 
and 13 and Luke 17 and 19 and Romans 9 and 29 and 2 Peter 2 and 6 and even the little book of Jude in the seventh verse speaks of it. And it's said of Sodom and Gomorrah. It would be more tolerable in the day of judgment. It, would, it will be better for them than a town or a city, a home or a people that had rejected the gospel. Well, what was Sodom and Gomorrah guilty of? We know the principal basic thing they were guilty of. But primarily because of judgment now, they were guilty of the law of hospitality. They would not receive God-called visitors, angels of God. They would not receive the message they brought. They rejected the messengers of God and never, I want you to hear that word one more time, never got a chance again to repent. For no sooner than the next morning was, fire and brimstone rained out of heaven upon the ungodly that rejected them. It was as if the blessing the angels could have given them was taken back again. Don't let this happen to you. Don't let this be a proverb in your life that God has come to your home and into your heart and into your locale and into your innermost fellowship and you won't be hospitable to the Spirit. You won't entertain what we felt here tonight. Oh, I love to entertain the Spirit of God. Do you love to entertain this Spirit? And to have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit that has no feet, manifest feet in order to dust at last opportunity of. Oh, God, tonight... Let's take advantage of this move. Let's take advantage of this opportunity. Did you know we may never be able to meet just like this again? Probably never will. Don't lose this opportunity. Don't lose what you feel in your soul right now. You can't tell me you don't feel God. I feel it from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. But did you know we have a greater responsibility because we have the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a track. They didn't have a choir, nor an organ, or a piano, a mic, a pulpit, or a pew. We have it all. 
Don't let the visitation of Jesus Christ become so common and church become so common that when we get here, we want to rush through it and not really be a friend to Jesus for at least an hour and a half. Let's raise our hands and love God. And the scripture says, And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Saying, If thou hadst known even thy at least in this thy day, the things which belong to your peace, but now they're hid from your eyes. The tragedy of the lost opportunity. For the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee around and keep thee in on every side. Listen, failing to be hospitable to the Spirit did you know you can build up a wall around about your heart and soul and will and mind that nothing here or there is going to penetrate unless you open up your heart to hospitality. I'm talking about spiritual hospitality. I hate to go somewhere and feel unwanted. I hope I hate to talk to somebody and they feel uh, and it don't seem like even hearing what I'm saying. At least play like you are anyway. Hallelujah. Be hospitable. Entertain the spirit. The Bible says even sometimes we entertain strangers unaware. In fact, I believe angels of God encamped around this place a while ago. And I believe they still camped around here. Waiting to see if we're going to entertain the Spirit anymore. Hey, you want to entertain the Spirit a little more? So the enemy's going to come around and lay trenches and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee. You don't want that to happen. And they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. The tragedy of a lost opportunity. You really didn't know this was it. This was the time. This was the hour. You may never, never see a glimpse, a glimpse of God's spirit like this again. Don't let that happen. My God, I feel his spirit. Especially when his hands is outstretched. Who would want to be unhospitable to a hand that was nailed to a cross for you? Who would want dust of rejection to come off of the feet in whom spikes were put in? But that's what we're doing, friend, when we reject him. 
And it goes even further than that. How shall we escape if we neglect? Remember, that's not reject. That's just neglect. He's passing by. If I ever felt the breath of God moving in a service, I feel God's breath moving here tonight. There's a valuable person passing by. And he's hungry. He wants fruit. He wants something off of the tree of your life. And when he comes, is he going to find nothing there but profession? Just a little foliage? No! When he comes, I want him to find fruit. I worship, praise, entertainment of the Spirit. How many loves to really feel the Spirit of God? Oh, God, I want to entertain you tonight. If you want a cup of coffee, here it is, Lord. You want some homemade ice cream? Just stay around. I'll give it to you. If you want some good old beans and cornbread and collard greens and okra and anything you want, God, if you'll stay around, we'll put it on the table. I'm going to give you my best chair. He's not going to be like the woman was that time. The man had spent about 40 years and he brought her always the heel, toasted. And uh, finally she's, he ran out of the heels and he brought her. The other said, oh, I've waited all these years for you to bring me two good pieces of bread, not the heel. And, and the man said, well, honey, the reason I brought you the heel I thought it was the best piece in the whole loaf of bread. And I think sometimes we do the Lord the same way. But I've come tonight to praise Him. I've come tonight to worship Him. I've come to give Him the best in my loaf of bread. Because I love Him. I want to entertain Him. I'm going to give Him everything i got. Till my last breath. Let's love him again, church. What's so tragic there, those people rejected him and turned him aside. And he wept. Don't let that be your plight today because you may never get that on the canvas of your heart again. Jesus said himself when they were pouring worship and ointment on his feet, Judas made a complaint. He said, the poor you always have with you, but me you don't. 
In other words, there's going to come a time you're not going to feel what you feel. The door's going to be shut. There's going to be a trench. There's going to be a wall. And, and there'll be a hedge that you won't feel what you feel right now. Hey, if you feel a touch of the fire of God tonight, be thankful. Hallelujah. And if you haven't, you better worry about it. You better be concerned. In fact, I, uh, my heart crying within me so much tonight, I can hardly get through this thought. Because in my study, the Lord impressed me to put this down in the notes. And it must have meant for somebody here tonight. He said, if now, never. The tragedy of the lost opportunity. Now or never. You don't pour steel When it's hard, you pour it when it's hot. Concrete is poured when it's soft. Hey, you don't plant corn in the winter. If you didn't plant it in the spring when you should have, you missed it, boy. There may be so many bitter weeds in there now, you'll have to work your heart out to clear it out to get some to grow again. But I'm here to tell you tonight, if you'll work at it, and if you'll pray, and if you'll seek God, God will come to you again. God will love you again. And you can plant some corn again. Everybody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again. There's some things, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. There's some things that if you don't do for your children now and your loved ones, it'll probably never be done. And children, young people, there are some things that if you don't show love toward your parents now, you may never be able to do it. And let me tell you something, you husband and wives tonight, I'm talking from my heart. And I don't guess I've done enough of it as far as words I've tried to show. But I'm talking to man and wife. And, and I know, uh, Sister Bankins, do you mind me using you just a little bit? And, and I'm not meaning this uh, per se in some ways but right now I don't know if anybody showed respect to her husband more than Sister Bankins did I don't know if anybody stood with a husband greater than she did to the very end I literally had to stop her from praying when God took him she didn't know it yet But I guarantee you, of all of that, Sister Bankins, 
If you could say just a few more words, I love you. I love you. And I feel the same way about things. Hey, you better show love while you can. Because you'll lose that opportunity and, and that'll be it. Show love. Jesus told Simon Peter, he said, there'll be a time you'll be bound and nothing can penetrate that chasm you're going to be taken to a place whether you want it or not. You're free to do now, but there's coming a time you're not going to be free to do it. And I, I'm talking to you in the spirit now. You're free to do and choose what you want to do now, but you're not free to choose the consequences of your choice. Oh, God. Lastly, I'm coming to you with a, a story in the Bible that has meant so much to me throughout the years. But it was so impressed on my heart again yesterday in my study. <clears throat> and it's the blind man. There is no mention in the scripture that Jesus ever passed his way again. Not one time. I don't know how many times he had gone that way before now. But this is the last time he passed that way. But when he passed that way, the blind man, the scripture says, cry, he cried out, Master! Master! Oh, God. And you know how he cried. They tried to quieten him down, but he wouldn't know. i got to entertain the king of kings. i got to let him know I need him and I want him in my house. Ooh, everybody say, thank you, Jesus. So Jesus called for him. And he came and got right by him. And the Bible says he healed him. Just like that. Because he entertained the visitation of Jesus Christ. And after he was healed, he took his little red coat off, signifying that he was the blind man beggar because he didn't need it anymore he just left it at the feet of Jesus and let me say this in closing to you tonight let me say it from my heart if you'll just cry out oh God forgive me help me cleanse me set me free give me the Holy Ghost And if you'll come up here and bow your knee in an old-fashioned altar and entertain his presence.
You too can take that coat off. You're not going to need that burden anymore. Oh, let's raise our hands to the Lord. While everybody's praying, is there one right now that'll step out? I feel moved in the spirit to ask our two Scots to come to the front first. I believe God's talking to them. Boys, come on, I love you. Come on, boys. You're great boys. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Brother Lester, come up here with these boys. I love these boys. I really do. Hey, anybody else? Why don't you come... I just felt in the spirit to invite these boys. But the Holy Ghost in spirit's already invited you. And we sure want you to come. We really do. Why don't you leave your burden at the altar tonight? As we have a song and everybody's praying. And everybody's Jesus leaving God. Everybody keep praying. If you're sitting near someone that needs Jesus child, whoever he may be that needs God, Ask them to come kneel and pray with you, will you? Things are possible. Right now, I'm not going to hold you much longer. The tragedy of a lost opportunity. God bless this young lady that's coming. Hey, there's some others that need to come. Yes, it is. Come on, church, keep praying. God bless this young man. God bless this young man. Don't miss the opportunity tonight. God bless this young man. Come on, church. Come on, church. Don't miss this opportunity. If you believe this gospel, you believe hell's real, do what you can to save those that you love. God bless you. God bless you. All right, church, come on. Let's make it a hundred percent. Come on, church. Entertain his spirit. Entertain his spirit. Now or never. Come on, church, let's believe God. We got a job to do. Church, let's believe God. Let's believe God. 
pray, church. Let's pray. Let's pray, church. Let's pray. Church, keep praying. Keep believing God. That's it, church. Come on, the Holy Ghost is about to fall.